This podcast contains descriptions of animal cruelty. £10,000 reward. You've got my attention. And the, the sign goes on. For information leading to the arrest and conviction of the person slash persons responsible for the killing and mutilation of cats and foxes in the Greater London, Surrey... Hampshire, Kent, Berkshire, Sussex, Manchester, Birmingham, Oxon, and Northamptonshire areas. That got me straight away. Obviously, because you know you have you, you Ed. If you don't know, has some money problems. He's in with some people, and he owes people some money. I think ten thousand pounds is an amount of money that anyone would be interested. Oh, in. I mean, me too. I mean, I mean, despite what you've just said, I'm actually pretty flush. <laughs> I'm not. I owe money to bad people. What I was actually describing was my own life. So. I googled this when I got home. Yeah. And it hit me. The Croydon cat killer. CCK. We can't this crime, unlike the infamous Jack the Ripper murders, will not go unsolved. Our names will be etched in history. Statues will be erected of us in Croydon. But obviously we'll be muscular and not our current selves. This is true crime, but on a cat level. So, the Croydon cat killer is a man or a woman. We don't know yet who has been responsible for the killing. The BBC believe around 350 cats, but some people think it's as many as 400. So 350 cats, that's... Yeah, that's a staggering amount of that's cats. That's amazing. And that's, Those, and that's across what kind of period of time? It, it's, it's a good, at this point, five or six years that we're looking at killings taking place. Okay. So just quick maths. So if we go with the biggest number, 400, yeah. divided by six years... That's about 66 animals. Yeah. That's a lot a of year. animals. It's a lot of animals. It's a lot of effort to be putting in. That's 0. 0.81 cats <laughs> a day. day. That's those are those are figures. Those are Hall of Fame figures. It's a cat a week. It's more than a cat a week. Which is a lot of cats to just be like, "Listen, darling, I'm going out for the night. I'll be back later." And you've beaten to death and mutilated a cat in a field. And the police are pretty confident that this is all one person or that well, they believe they're linked? Well, they the first seven, right, which I have a map on the back of my one-pager because I couldn't be bothered to format it properly to get it on one page. Okay, let's have a look at this. Uh, so the, the, these depict the 2016 cat killings, right? They start... The, the, this map is all fairly localised. There's one far north as Coventry, but the rest of them pretty much seem to be in and around London. We go as far west as, as Kingston and Richmond and as far east as Stepney. So a good breadth of the country is covered. Yeah. Of London, anyway, in killings. And they all follow similar patterns of the cat is beaten, then it has its tail, a paws, and heads cut off, and then the cat is displayed. Uh, some of them have been found under the windows of of the uh, owners spread eagle as the description that I found in the sun which is a very sun description to use isn't mm. it? you know these these numbers of cats are these make Jack the Ripper and Harold Chipman look like rookies amateurs. amateurs literally rookie players trying to step it up into the professional leagues and and they're kind of they're very purposefully displayed yes. is that right? yes they're not just it's not sort of like how you might find the body of a woman who's been murdered they're just they're they're presented in a particular manner they're clean there's very little blood some people believe that he's killing them 
beating them to death. Him, I said they, beating them to death, waiting for the blood to stop circulating, cutting off the head, then going about the rest of the business. So slicing it open. So yeah, that that's the kind of main basis of the process that this person is going through while I mean, they're doing it. Obviously, I've got loads of questions, which is why we're doing a podcast. Which is why we're doing it. I've got loads of questions as well. But, I mean, my primary question yeah. is, why would anyone do this? This sort of thing has often fascinated people. So, the killing of animals is called... I looked this up. It's called zoosadoism, right? Which is a bit like sadomasochism, or just sadism in general, which is the hurting of other living things. Getting pleasure from getting, hurting. Yeah, getting pleasure from it. So, it's part of what's called the McDonald Triangle of psychopathic behaviour, which are th- you you've got, you've gone to a next level. I know. Fill yeah. me in. Tell me so what's going on. The McDonald Triangle are three things that are exhibited in people with psychopathic behaviour that go on to be serial killers. So one of them is harming small animals. Mm. You see in the history of a lot of serial killers, there's a past of wanting to hurt smaller things. So they either kill birds. No one's ever. I don't think anyone's. That, that's a proper fucking psychopath if you're killing a dog, right? Because those are like man's best friends, you know. Dolphins. Yeah. I don't know if they kill them. You have to look them in the eye. Yeah. See you into have, their you soul. Have, yeah, you have to watch. You... you have to watch the life drain out yeah. of a dog, which is just let's be honest, upsetting for me to even think about. Um, I can't. One, one of them is that you're uh, displaying a, a lack of emotion. You're you're empathetic to people's. Uh, you, you don't you don't feel love you don't like being touched you don't like being hugged and I think the third one is because I should have looked it up but I didn't the third one is um, you have a difficulty forming bonds with people so you become quite shut off you're reclusive or you're you'll be in a public place but you'll be sitting there with your headphones on or you won't be interacting with people around unless you're like the charismatic killer Ted Bundy who was like a dying piece and people were really, really like people were like he'd talk to people and then like convince them to be like come back to my place I won't kill you but then obviously he would um, so that's what that is and and doing things to animals tends to lead on to doing something to a human and is that why it's really important to, that we yes. find him yes no, and, and by we I mean specifically, specifically us me and you yeah specifically me and you the 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 Sam Spade and Daniel Archer of this whole affair. We're we're the we're, 21st century DL and Pasco. It, that's the dream. That's all I've ever wanted. Can I be Pasco? I'm. I was going to be offered to be a DL. So oh, that's uh, that, that's worked out perfect. very well. Or Morse and what was the other one called? What's his partner called? No one ever knows. No one ever knows. Morse and his partner. Sherlock and Watson. <laughs> yeah. But one of us hasn't got a limp. Yeah. And one of us isn't uber intelligent. <laughs> We're both Watson, but, We're both but Watson, able-bodied. Able-bodied, uh, apart from when it comes to possibly climbing. Yeah. We might find that difficult. When the, cl- when the crime gets solved, we're both astonished. Yeah. We don't know how we've done it. Um, so that's, that's why it's important yeah. that, that this person is brought to justice. If you look back at the history of psychological profiling, I mean, if you've ever seen the Netflix show Mindhunter, you see it in that all of the people in that that they interview have a tendency or have a history of violence towards animals in their past it's part of the process that leads to becoming a serial killer is hurting animals and i mean also these are these are cats lives that are yeah. cats are parts of people's families and they're being taken yeah. they're being they're being taken and they're being brutalized they're not it's not just someone taking a cat and then kicking it in the head or like running it over this man is or woman is beating them to death 
and then displaying them in a fashion similar to Kevin Spacey's character in Seven. You know, which is incredibly upsetting for the family. Yeah, which is incredibly upsetting for the family. It's not treated the same as a as a as a human being murdered. It for the families that it's happening to, it is because a cat or a rabbit is part of a family. It has a name. It has a tag. You know, it is part of somebody's life. I mean, I've, I've had goldfish that have died and I've been sad. So I can't imagine what it would be if it was like a sentient cat and not my murdered goldfish totty. So the police have launched an investigation. Proper, fully-fledged operation. And they have 15 officers working on the case full-time when they're not working on other crimes. Time, yeah. When they're not policing football games and doing their regular beat walks, they, I don't know, they're looking at pictures and making mood boards. I've seen I've seen Luther, I know what happened. I said this to you when we first found out about the police officers. Can you imagine if you were a police officer and you you spent you wanted you would be a, you wanted to be a detective your entire life and you show up your first day of being a detective constable and on your desk lands this case. You'd be like, "Well, why the f- have I got this case? Why haven't I got a juicy murder that goes all the way to the heart of government?" You can imagine the scene as well, can't you? The blue the blue shirt kind of the uh the braces with the gun, yeah. feet up on the desk, smoking a cigarette. The chief Coffee. comes over with a with a brown file, throws it on the desk. It's it's a wad of paper. It hits the desk, and you go, "What's this?" And he goes, "It's the cat case." <laughs> I pulled the cat case. Someone's slaying pussies from here to Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's how I imagine it happened. I mean, in the UK, actually, I can't imagine that happened at all. It was probably someone called Terry who was like, "Listen, Dave, right? I know you just become a detective, but this this case is going to be the making of you, mate. Right? So you're on it." I don't even think that happened. I think someone probably received an email and they clicked on it and just went, "Oh." oh. <laughs> so there's 15 of them working on the case, yeah. and they've done they've done a psychological profile. Oh, they've well, yeah, they've hired a, a criminologist, a criminology lawyer called Dr. Linz, who's written a profile on this person. So this is based on based the on evidence information, that they found. Yeah. The, the acts that have been carried out, the, the locations, the time that these murders have taken place. All of these things help form the way the, the bodies are laid out, all help form a psychological picture of what this person is, or who this person is. So um, her report, you know, it says, if you if we consider this person, brackets the coordinating cat killer, uh, they may hold a low-paid or skilled job, uh, and they appear to mainly ta- uh, target cats from homes in suburbia, and they may be attacking uh, similarly idyllic, family-orientated and economically stable status... economically stable statuses, the opposite of theirs. So Croydon, and the places that they're in, Northampton, I mean, I've never been to Northampton, but... You know, Richmond, I'm from that part of the world. It is very suburban. Bedford, right, all of these places are the, the burbs. So this is kind of like middle-class homes, yeah. you know, two up, doing how, two, up two down mm-hmm. houses. 2.4 children. 2.4 children, a couple of cars in the driveway. Yeah. yeah, people that are doing well enough for themselves compared to what our killer is. So the way, the reason it's cool to be picking a cat is that in their past, their mother had a cat, and the cat was a dick, and so was their mother, so it feels like they're getting back at their mother. Um, but there's a real indulgence in the killing. <clears throat> it's not just a cat being killed and thrown in a ditch. No, no, there's no, a real no. kind of... The presentation, a, the way it's being yeah, done, it's clearly a, very methodical. There's a Dexter-esque element to yeah. the way he's killing them. It's a process. Hmm. It's not just putting them in a bag and bashing them against a wall. <clears throat> it's more than that. It's 
cutting off the head, presenting it, taking the paws away, taking the, taking the things that make a cat a cat away. But it isn't just cats, you know. There's been accounts of rabbits, um, foxes, other small animals, possibly a badger. And the, and the police believe the way that they've been done... They're all the crimes, same. Yeah, yeah. These crimes are all done by the same person because yeah. they look the same. Yeah. So there's a real... Um, there's a real indulgence in the killings, but also people believe that he's almost hanging around or that, you know, they're almost hanging around to watch the yeah. reactions yeah. of people, wanting wanting their actions to be noticed, wanting to see the disruption and the yeah. trauma that it will cause to yeah. the people who find it. If you think of a serial killer, you think a lot of them are indulgent. They they want to kill, they, they toy with the police. They don't ever change their process, but they might phone the police and tell them, I've left the body here come and have a look and then that person will show up with the crowd when the police are there be like oh yeah look at that and they kind of get off on that element of it there's a there's a thrill yeah there, there, yeah there's a thrill there's a thrill which is i can understand why people are serial killers then because i like a thrill as much as the next man but my thrill would never be to beat a cat to death and then cut its head off my thrill would more be like i don't know go to thought park and ride nemesis inferno twice once with my shoes on once with my shoes off so the locations of the killings, they're clustered around London. Yes. But it's it's possible that he doesn't live... They don't live in London. No. They could be visiting. They could be visiting. But if you look at the pattern and the time between kills, it could be that that person is local to that area and is always there, but could perhaps be... So one of the things, it, with a low-skilled or a low-paid job, they could be a truck driver. If you look at they go far, as far north as Birmingham or Northampton, then it's very easy to see someone on a route that they take regularly because they're in they're not they're not towns out of the way, they're towns on on motorways or near motorways. So it's likely that this person travels for work. So that it, yes. it it's yeah. likely fitting the profile that they could be a truck driver yeah. or they could be like a, yeah. a low skill worker or they could be a high-end businessman that does, yeah. you know, goes all over the country. A Patrick doing... Bateman-style murderer, if you will, from American Psychopath. Like nice. a high-end. Not your, you know, Jack the Ripper, like, I'll bang a prostitute, but I'll also slit her throat. So in on that point, in Christmas, over the Christmas period in 2017, there was a spree of killings which all follow similar patterns. Over ten days, it was ten animals that were found. It wasn't always cats, it was rabbits or foxes or badgers or whatever I don't know whatever came to hand but they're all smallish animals so it's almost like this person had some time off over yeah. Christmas or person that the person, they, so they start or they were travelling back over um, from a holiday or from visiting their family in Birmingham or something so they're starting off and they're driving back and as they go they thought I've got time off I don't need to go back to work yet so I'll stop off on the way because it doesn't take ten days to drive between Birmingham and London at best, it probably takes about two and a half hours. Can do, can do though. It can feel like it. It can feel like it, particularly if you're yeah. on a National Express. If you get caught in traffic. If you get caught in traffic on the M1. Um, so the police have then linked those to this crime. And then if you look at the map itself of these of these killings that we've got from 2016, you know, there's one's far as Coventry, there's one's far west as uh, Cinderford, which is near the Welsh border. So this person, there's one's in Brighton, there's one's in Guildford... Uh, Camberley, Bedford, Ryslip, Edgware, Finchley. These, the, you know, these are. It could be a delivery driver. It could be anyone, you know. And that's also one of the theories about 
the killings kind of spreading out. It yeah. might be that this person is not doing it travelling for work, but is just having to move further afield to, because there is so yeah. much attention on yeah. them now. So what's the plan then? Well, How are we going to find this guy? We've got a description. We've got a description. Tell, this, tell me what he looks like. So the description of the man is a man in his 40s with brown hair, about f- between 5'8 and 5'10, so probably 5'9, split the difference. Acne scars on his face, right? And he's probably either got a torch or a headlamp. So the Met Police have offered 10 grand. 10 grand. Award. Peter have offered 5 grand. So that's 15 grand 15 that we could get grand, our hands on. 15 grand we could get our hands 15, on. 15,000 pounds. What would you spend it on? Well, so with my half, so yeah. I've got seven and, a half, seven and a half grand. Seven and a half grand. I'd probably put it in an ISA. taking the piss here we genuinely care about finding out who this cat killer is we genuinely want to do this yeah we've both bought long coats and hats and we're going to start hanging out under lampposts I already smoke Ed you don't but you're going to take it up I've, I've got a tattoo on my shoulder <laughs> with Marlborough written on it already <laughs>